1: With the first pick in the 2009 NFL Draft, the Detroit Lions select
0: Matthew Stafford. Stafford stepping up, Going left side, Watch Calvin, end got him! Oh baby, that was a rocket! And
1: it's picked off, intercepted by Darius Slade. No one will catch him, touchdown! Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 65 of The Michael Rothstein Show. I am your host. As always, Michael Rothstein And this episode is sponsored by BetOnline. Go check them out at BetOnline.ag. Use the welcome code BLUEWIRE and get a little bit of a bonus. Always appreciative for the kind folks over at BetOnline for sponsoring this episode of the podcast. And hey, it's another week in quarantine. The sun is out. It looks like spring in the middle of May is finally here. That's super exciting. And some states around the country are finally lifting some restrictions. So we'll all see how that goes. And hopefully you'll spend about another hour with us today in this podcast as we talk with Lions kicker Matt Prater. Matt Prater has been one of the most consistent kickers in the NFL Since coming to the Lions in 2014, he holds the field goal for the longest field goal in NFL history at 64 yards. He's a guy that I've gotten to know pretty well over the last half decade or so in the locker room. And he was kind enough to come on to the show. Just a little bit of a warning during the podcast, you will hear his wife a little bit. You will hear his kids pop in and out. There were a couple of connectivity issues as we were doing it over Zoom, but it was a fun conversation for that went on for about 45 minutes. And I hope that you enjoy it. Hopefully you take something from it. We talk a lot about his career, a little bit about kind of the circumstances that led him from Denver to Detroit. And he's pretty open and honest about Some of those things we talk about what it takes to be a kicker in the NFL and uh, what it's been like for him to practice and to try and find ways to get kicks up during this quarantine session and also what it's going to be like with at least a new holder this year in his operation as sam martin has gone to denver so it was a fun conversation with matt prater as always appreciative of matt for taking the time to come on the show and i hope you enjoy this podcast right after this break with currently no NBA, NHL, or Major League Baseball, you might think there's nothing to bet on. Well, you'd be wrong. Our exclusive partner, Bet Online, sells hundreds of events, games, and props to wager on. From their online casino to Poker and Blackjack, they're bringing Vegas to you. Are you missing the NFL? No problem. BetOnline has live daily Madden NFL 20 simulations that you can bet on. You can still bet on Survivor, Big Brother, American Idol, stock prices, even the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest if that happens on July 4th. It's all open 24 hours a day. It's all online. Go to betonline.ag. Use promo code BLUEWIRE to join today and receive your new welcome bonus. Bet online, your online wagering solution. Blue Chew's online physician is free of cost and once approved, your order ships straight to your door in discreet packaging. Here's a great deal for you guys. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first order free when you use the promo code BLUEWIRE. Just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E-Chew.com, promo code BLUEWIRE. And now, back to our show. Our next guest on the Michael Rothstein Show is one of the most consistent kickers in the National Football yeah. League. He's been with the Lions for a little over a half decade now, and he has been one of the best kickers in the NFL. Matt Prater, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Yeah, no problem, man. So I saw, uh, over the past two months or what it's really felt like two years, Uh, I've asked asked the same question of every guest that's come on to start, which is, like, what are you doing? How is quarantine? Like, what's quarantine life like for Matt Brader?
0: Um, You know, three kids, um, just three kids will keep you busy um, just with their schoolwork and keeping them busy and active. The weather hasn't made it super easy, but it's finally starting to turn so we can get outside a lot more. We love being outside. Um, (sighs) But as far as with with football goes, I basically – built a little gym in my garage. Um, I've been trying to get on the fields locally to get some work in kicking. Um, we started our uh, work meeting Zoom with, you know, on Zoom. Um, so that's, that's basically it, I guess, a little different than most people. But um, yeah, just trying to stay as busy and active as I can through all, you know, try to make the best out of any situation. So what is that like trying
1: to find local fields? We just like go to a local high school, bring a tea and just kind of rip off 50 kicks or do you have to find a snapper or do you have to find a like does you know Ava's your oldest like does she end up being a holder for you or
0: um well you know we have the tripod we use so the first few times um what I typically do is I I won't kick a ball until um mid to late April after the season and in that time from the season to then you know first few weeks month I I won't even look at film or anything um but once I'm getting ready to start back up i go back, watch all the film from the, the season before. And I try to take anything that I can see on the tape that I could work on to fix, to help me eliminate kicks the following season. Um, so just little things like that. Um, but as far as finding fields, I go for two on the high school fields locally. They're all, you know, locked up and you can't get on there. And I don't want to hop the fence and get arrested or trespassing warrant or any of that good stuff. So there's, you know, there's like parks and different places where you can find a field. Um, hopefully they have uprights. Um, but one thing that was cool is there's a, a local kid, Bradley Robinson, he snaps at Ohio State. So we got to go out to the field yesterday. He brought his uh, one of their punters up to hold. So we got a whole operation done yesterday, which was awesome. Anytime you can, for a kicker it's, you know, it's good practice off the sticks, but anytime you can see, you know, as close to a live snap-hold kick, the, those guys were awesome, they were really good. Um, but it, it'll help me as far as getting the reps that were missing not being in the facility with you know mule and jack and uh Aaron now and a tram. and, and your son <laughs> yeah he he just said an uncle sam uncle sam's the broncos now packs
1: <laughs> <laughs> um we'll get to sam in a little bit but when you when you I'm curious like what's the most creative you had to be to kind of recreate uprights like do you find things like like find two trees and be like, that's kind of the right distance. Like, how creative <laughs> you yeah. have to get?
0: Honestly, um, most almost every park has a soccer goal, you know, or the, with the soccer field. So I've been kicking over soccer goals a lot. And then any if you have if you have you know if there's a light pole a tree or anything as long as you have a target to aim at it, it's, that works.
1: Has your training and has, like, other than, you know, having to find parks, has it been much different for you? Because, like, obviously for linemen and for some other people, it's a little bit harder, but, like, has this, how much has this actually disrupted your regimen of what you do?
0: Um, Quite a bit, just like anyone else, you know, because I like being um, back in the facility with the guys working out, and, you know, like I said, I, I set up a little home gym here in the garage, but i I don't know. But no matter what you do, it's not going to be the same as working out at the Lions facility because everything there is like state of the art and awesome. Um, so, yeah, it's going to affect it a little bit. But, you know, um, I, think, I think you just try to keep it as normal or close to normal as you can as far as your training and kicking um, and all that good stuff.
1: When you, were you going to buy a gym anyway? Or was this Corona? Was, is it say Corona gym?
0: Corona gym, hundred <laughs> percent. Because for for me typically, yeah, I um I typically I like going to the gym. Um, gets me out of house and we we my wife and I were actually excited for this off season because we were going to be able to work out together, get a lot of stuff done because all three of the kids were going to be in school.
1: Oh wow! And
0: my youngest, I think, went to school three days and then all this stuff started happening and getting shut down so we got a a little tease but yeah and she's the busybody. she's the one that's non-stop we're chasing her 24 7 unless she's napping which you saw like she woke up and she maybe slept for 10 minutes (laughs) so she's not a sleeper she's a busy little girl so she's 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 like how i I I do my cardio just chasing her around the house
1: So, like, like you said, you have. A, did you end up suspend? Like, so many Americans, like, I suspended my gym membership because not being able to go forever. Like, did you guys right. do that as well? When
0: yeah, I think, withdraw- I think our gym actually. Ha- I think they did it for you. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, just because they were closed down and everything else. Um, but yeah, I, that's going to be one of the first when when everything starts opening back up. I'm excited to get back to the gym.
1: Just to be clear, are you in Michigan right now, or are you in Denver? Right yeah, Michigan you in michigan
0: yeah yeah with the kids in school here um t- like so we're here basically year-round with the kids in school
1: so the youngest goes for three days like was the adju- have you had to do because ava is your oldest like has she- have you had to do actual learning with her because i'm guessing the two younger ones you haven't right
0: right my my four-year-old son he has zoom meetings uh twice a day and you know his stuff they read books and show and tell and all that kind of more fun stuff and he's got a hip-hop class once a week on thursdays that he does which is fun i don't want to do the hip-hop okay it's not till tomorrow um but um and ava she's in seventh grade so she's got um um math and all the other classes where it's kind of been a challenge because i have to basically you Know, reteach myself how to do all the, the different math and, and different things like that. Where you know, the way they teach it is different than I learned how to do it with the formulas and order of operations, different things like that. And so, that's been a little bit of a challenge, but other than that, it's been pretty good.
1: So, wait, what have you had to relearn for math? Like, are you relearning pre algebra or like pre calc or not pre calc?
0: It's, like, but... it's, it's, I, I couldn't even tell you, it's like finding. The radius of a sphere or circles, surface area, and all that kind of stuff. It's been, you know, over 20 years for me since I've done that. So I definitely don't remember exactly how to do all that stuff, but I'm trying to reteach myself and watching her school videos and trying to (laughs) learn with her. And I can help her if she doesn't (laughs) understand anything. But she's doing a pretty good job, though. And the schools have done a good job, too, with keeping them busy and had work to do.
1: Have you had to learn anything else to kind of help her? with learning
0: no a, a big thing for her and like any other kid is going to be being organized and having a routine of you know like wake up at this time during the week you know eat breakfast start your class at this time so we wrote out on a dry erase board everyone's schedule of during the week weekdays and we try to stick to that it really lasted like a week and a half we're following it really well. And then this week we've kind of just been like, uh, yeah. We'll we'll get off the schedule a little bit.
1: I was just saying like you said, a week and a half. We're in week nine now. Is it completely gone to crap or did it hold up for maybe longer? No,
0: it's held up pretty well. It's just I think now, you know, like I said with the weather, you know, turn in and I'm going to the field and kicking and so it kinda of gets them out of the house a bit more too and off their schedule
1: you mentioned you know or pax mentioned sam uncle sam Mm -hmm. how different is that going to be for you this year because you've had the same operation for five years now
0: Mm -hmm. um it's definitely gonna be different just in regards of um you know Kind of knowing each other so well from over the years and knowing mannerisms and how he's going to react in certain situations and how he, you know, manages his time during the game, what he does on the sideline, different things. So, um, you know, mules back. um, So that's not going to change. Um, But just the new holder, I think once we um, are able to get back in the building, I think it's just getting as many reps as we can as a group. Um, just to get as comfortable as we can with the operation. Because so many games come down to, you know, a field goal or within three points, seven points, different things that those points are huge. And, you know, it's my job to make those kicks. And I, I have all the confidence in the world and, and all of these guys that are here, Jack and Aaron that are coming in. They've been texting me and asking um, how I like the ball lean and different things, if I like this, don't like that. And so we've been in contact and talking about it. And hopefully, um, um i know mule always comes back a little early before camp and goes up north with his wife and their family and family Mm -hmm. um so in the past we would you know he would drive down and we'd meet at a high school field and get some work in so i'm hoping that the two um younger punters that are going to be holding can come a little early and we can maybe get some reps in that way i don't i i'm not sure how if that's going to work but that's what we've done in the past so i'm hoping that we can get together at some point and work on the operation
1: would it be more of Maybe a concern if you had a different long snapper than a different holder. Like, is the long snapper the bigger difference in that operation for you?
0: I think it's it's all really important. Yeah. Um, you know, consistent snap and a good hold. It, you know, you, it's uh, makes it a lot easier when you have consistency and you know what you're doing. Um, but like I said, I've had some kicks with Jack when he was in, on practice squad and different things. He did a good job, so I think we'll be able to. Um, you know get the reps in and hopefully not miss a beat.
1: I actually talked with Aaron a little bit earlier today. Uh we're recording this on Wednesday and like when you have you had a phone conversation with him yet and like do you kind of get mm-hmm. taken back of it by the accent or a
0: little bit it just you get used to it like anything else. He seems like an awesome guy though.
1: What was that relationship like with you and Sam? Because obviously Sam's Sorry, gone Miami,
0: now. It's cutting out a little bit North
1: Sorry, I had a little bit of technical difficulty. So I was just asking you, like, what was that relationship like with Sam? I think people get how close you were, but maybe don't totally understand
0: it. Um, Sam was definitely my best friend on the team. We, you know, I actually talked to him this morning. Um, we kind of did everything together. We would switch off driving to work because we lived close by. Um, kind of did everything together, whether it was on the road, getting something to eat or routines. Um, yeah, it's just we're we're it's it was is it's nice when you go to work and you get along so well with the person that you have to work with all day. So um, yeah, I'll definitely miss you know spending time with him and getting to hang out with him every day at work. Um, I'll miss him, but it's just that's part of the business. That's the the worst part of it. Did
1: he when did you did he tell you first that before it got announced that he was going to go to Denver
0: and did he kind of start asking you questions about it or? Um I think as it got closer when he was deciding between a couple teams he was asking me questions about Denver uh, what I thought of it and I had nothing good but good things to say about Denver I love you know the state of Colorado um the organization there's great so I I didn't have anything bad to say I was I was excited for him
1: So when you see him going there do you kind of like are you just like well you know like kind of just traded in some ways
0: Right right Yeah no I didn't um, I didn't think of it like that. It was more so he was asking me where he should live, or um, <laughs> where's the best restaurants and things like that. What
1: go, going back now? I mean, since we're talking a little bit about Denver, your time, what was your time in Denver like? Because that was obviously you was such a you know you were a young person at that point. You're a young kicker in the NFL. Mm-hmm. That's your first real shot after that very quick time in Atlanta. What was that experience like for you on the field?
0: Um, it was, looking back, it, you know, it doesn't seem like that long ago, but I guess it's been a little while. Um, you know, I was on the Miami Dolphins practice squad, and Denver claimed me with a couple weeks left because um, Jason Elam was the kicker and his contract was up. And so I think they brought me in to kick off the last couple of weeks because I think Todd Sauerbund was there and he had gotten in trouble and they released him. So they signed Paul Ernster to punt, and then they signed me off the practice squad to kick off. And I think it was almost like a little security blanket for the Broncos. And they were, they wanted to re-sign Elam. And I, I guess it, it didn't work out. And he signed with Atlanta. So then they basically said, it's, you know, my job to compete for. And they brought in Garrett Hartley, who ended up uh, kicking for the Saints for a while. Yeah. He came in. I ended up winning the job. Coach Shanahan was the coach. Had started off really well and then kind of fell off towards the end. Long season. Was kicking too much. and from there, Coach Shanahan was was fired that offseason. And then we hired Josh McDaniels. Um, so and then from him it was Coach Fox. But we you know, it kind of took bits and pieces, and I'm still trying to figure out how to kick the ball straight. But um as a younger younger guy, I was kind of just taking everything in and going from kind of feeling like not knowing whether like if I belonged in the locker room, you see guys like Champ Bailey, Elways walking around like, oh my gosh, all these Hall of Famers and these you know, awesome football players, and here I am. You know, some kid just doesn't know anything. Just kick the ball hard, and that's about it. Um, so, yeah, about Denver, though, I got to learn from so many different people, uh, work with great people, and fall in love with the state. Like I'm falling in love with Michigan, so it's it's good. You know, it kind of just maybe when I'm done, I'll write a book about everything.
1: <laughs> we'll, we'll get back to Denver in a minute, but like you were saying, at that time, you only really knew how to kick the ball hard. Was that like your whole philosophy of kicking for like from when you started kicking or was there actually more like
0: understanding uh, a strategy to it or? Not, not really. I, did. I, I went to a couple camps when I was younger, but didn't, you know, I learned like basic technique th- things, but even all through college and um, in Denver, I had to learn, I used to watch the snap. You're not supposed to, it's some guys can get away with it, but you're not supposed to watch the snap. So I was, like, the like if you say somebody's raw coming out of college, I was that guy. Like I, I could, like, if you're a baseball pitcher, you could, you know, say the guy throws a 95 mile or a fastball. You can't teach that, but he doesn't throw strikes all the time. That was me. Um, so took learning and coach prefer, Scotty O'Brien, all these different coaches and um, working with other kickers, Feely, Elam, Hanson. Um, so I I kind of just took bits and pieces from everybody and kind of tried to gel or mold it um, into something that would work best for me.
1: So when you were in college, you were just kind of like sea ball kickball,
0: right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and basically kick. If if you don't kick it your hardest every time, you kick it pretty close to it. <laughs> when I, I read
1: about kickers going into this draft where, with Rodrigo Blankenship, who ended up not getting drafted actually, and and a couple of other kickers, and kind of what it takes to be a draftable kicker. And one of the things that a lot of special teams coaches said was that people don't understand how hard it is as a rookie to be a kicker because if you don't have an experienced operations we're talking about, like you've had with Sam and Don for a while, like it it can completely screw you from the jump. Like when you look back at it now, you weren't drafted. Like was it, was that probably the best thing for you because there wasn't that pressure and there wasn't that expectation?
0: Sorry, it cut out again.
1: Yeah. I think it's my internet. it's it's fine i would say you know is it was it the best thing for you maybe that you didn't get drafted because there wasn't that expectation of being a draft pick on you
0: maybe um looking back honestly i had i had no business being drafted i was way too inconsistent and so i get it looking back um but i I like it like you said sometimes it takes kickers a year or two and and every once in a while you can get lucky with like a goskowski or tucker tucker wasn't drafted and he's he's Arguably the best kicker to ever do, not even arguably. On paper, he's the best kicker to ever do it. Um, and I think there was three kickers drafted that year, and he wasn't drafted. So that's I. I don't know how, you know, that happened, but um, yeah. But not being not being drafted, I think for me personally was great, just because I got to take some time learn um, about how to actually be a pro and how to kick the ball straight consistently. How did you actually learn that?
1: Like, how does one learn how to do that?
0: Lots and lots of practice. (laughs) (laughs) I I, honestly, it's just repetition, repetition. And like yesterday at the field, my wife was filming me on her phone. So then after the kicks, I could pause it and slow-mo it and see if there's any little thing that, you know, I didn't feel when I kicked it to work on. But and I don't know, I think I think you see me at practice, too, when we get in like a field goal period and different things, I kind of kinda of lock in like really get serious when I when I'm when I'm you know, I'm pretty loose and like to have a good time, pranks, all that kind of stuff. But when it's time to to work and you know, for me to practice or kick field goals, I'm pretty serious about it.
1: Yeah, I'm aware you hit me with the ball a few years ago.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I don't know I don't know why they put your bleachers directly behind the uprights on that end. Because I'm gonna practice on those narrow uprights and that's right where you guys sit every day.
1: Oh I'm convinced it's per- I'm convinced it's purposeful.
0: Oh, I don't
1: know. <laughs> wait, all right. So, no, just to be clear, were you actually, like, aiming to hit me at that point? No, I, I would like to If you like were, say, it was fine.
0: I would like to say that I was aiming for you, but I'm um, definitely not that accurate.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, wait, how long does it take you to actually learn and actually say, okay, I'm, I, I feel good enough about this now that I can make a real career out of this versus just kind of figuring it out as I go
0: um I don't think I really had a set moment like that where I was like I'm like okay I know I can do this and I can do it make a career and do this for a long time type yeah maybe I'm still waiting for that moment but no I think I think just staying staying busy and another thing for me personally sorry I keep messing up um is I know some guys overanalyze um, techniques and kicks and if they have a miss or different things like that. And one thing with me, I'm good about moving on to the next one. If I do miss one, I'm going to be pretty upset, but, um, and that's just something from experience. Like I think that's one of the biggest difference between kickers that make it or don't make it is who can bounce back. Who's going to do it under pressure situations and who can do it consistent sometimes, you know, because coming from college to the pros, the uprights don't change. And the hash, it actually gets, should be technically a little easier because the hash is not as wide. Yeah. Um, so, I, yeah, but, like, I think the transition is more so just the mental part.
1: Why is the mental part so hard?
0: Um, I just, think, you know, because for one, there's typically one kicker on the team. And then um, if a kick comes down to the kicker at the end, you're the hero or – scape or no, I shouldn't say scapegoat, but you definitely would take the blame of the loss. Yeah. Was, um. So I think maybe some guys put too much pressure on themselves, or. Yeah, I, I really, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Um. What what makes it so different for some guys?
1: How did you deal with that early in your career? Because, like you said, you know, that first year in Denver, it tailed off kind of toward the end. You were kicking too much things weren't going that great. Like how did you mentally deal with that adjustment and also a missed kick?
0: Uh, I'm still, still working on the missed kick part. Um, But yeah, I really, I just, I think it was experience and just rolling through, you know, Um, you want to make every kick. And if you do miss one here and there, you want to figure out why and try to eliminate that so it doesn't happen again. Um, But as far as coming back after a miss, I, I just the mental part, you know, sometimes with me, instead of overanalyzing it for me personally, I just say, you know, if I'm I have a bad warm up or something, I'm not feeling great, I just try to swing a little harder and let my muscle memory and body kind of take over so I'm not overthinking it.
1: Do you know at this point, like if you're do you have a sense when you might have a not great day? Like, do you know going in at this point?
0: Um. You know, what's funny is usually when I have my worst warm-ups, they're my best games and vice versa. There's been been some games where I warm up lights out. And then, like, for instance, last year against San Diego at home, not so much lights out during the game. (laughs) (laughs) I I felt great. I didn't miss a kick. was hitting the 60-yarder easy. And the last kick we always do is a 60-yarder. Made that one. Felt really good. Going to the game, not so much. But I just – Everyone's going to have an off day. It's just you can't consistently have off days.
1: So we were talking a little bit about Denver. Like, we were talking about on the field. What was Denver like off the field for you?
0: Um, yeah, Denver when I was, was younger. And it's, it's funny because as you get older, and you know, things kind of change when you're, you're younger and you have, like, draft classes come in. They're around your age. You got, you kind of form, like, you know, like it, it, you form a brotherhood anyways on a team. But with those certain guys that you come in with and. You you spend all day every day, like when you get out of you know practice meetings or whatnot, and and instead of just going laying down, we would go play cards or um, we used to go to movie. Like there was a group of like five or six guys. Occasionally, we go see like two movies on the on the Tuesday, the off day, you know. So just little things like that. Now I hang out with my wife and kids all the time, but in the past used to be all the younger guys. We would go do everything together, just like I'm sure a lot of the younger guys and rookies do here.
1: What card? Like, Was it poker? Was it like
0: blackjack? We, we played some We play some poker, blackjack occasionally, but um, Boo-ray, which is a good one. What's Boo-ray? I have no idea what Boo-ray is. It's, it's basically like it's kind of like a calm, like, <laughs> euchre, spades, and you get five cards. Dealer shows one. That's the trump suit. And yeah, I don't know. It, and You play it like spades. Okay. But you can drop up to five cards and pull. I'll teach you one day.
1: Yeah. So, what was there like money involved in this?
0: Um, some sometimes there is, but a lot of times, like we would just play to play.
1: Okay. Yeah, I was not sure whether it became like a high stakes, like you know.
0: No, there's there's every every team usually has one or two guys like that, but we didn't get too crazy.
1: I remember. I think you were you were around then. Like there, you guys would play cards in the locker room, like during media sessions. At one point back mm-hmm. in the Caldwell days
0: yeah but just you know if for guys like Mule and Sam and I where you can only go out to the field so much with the rules you can only work out so much and you know when they're in O&D or individual meetings you can only watch so much tape on the plays we you know are practice typically on uh, Wednesday I'll have a field goal period at the end and I have six to eight kicks and that's what I'll uh, watch and it doesn't take me hours to break that down and watch it. So we have a lot of downtime to play cards and different things if you want.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say, I was I was gonna ask you, what do you guys do during the downtime throughout the day? Because you don't have the levels of meetings that offensive and defensive players do.
0: Yeah, typically, typically what I I try and do, you know, with our with our, at the Lions facility now we've got the cryo, the ice tubs, and all the other good stuff there. And all the recovery equipment that I typically we have the meet, team meeting special teams earlier. And then I'll have a, a gap, you know, a, a couple hours where I don't have anything. So I typically go and work out during that time. And then after that, I'll usually go in the cryo or ice tub and just try to stay busy and just try to have as much of a routine as you can during the day or else you just kind of get, go create, like, like for instance, now you'd be like sitting around not doing anything like you are at home right now at work. too. <laughs>
1: Do you when you lift do you do legs and b- lower back during the season or you avoid that in season because obviously that's you know where your paycheck comes from
0: um yeah typically i work out my legs um just on the mondays after the game and then i don't touch them again the rest of the week but i squat deadlift do all that stuff i, I like to lift weights um but then i like then Tuesday, I'll take that day off. Then Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, I work out those days. And just change it up. Like, you know, like Wednesday, we'll do like some chest. And then uh, Thursday is more of a back and a little shoulders. And Friday is just gun show. We'll put on a cutoff flannel and go with it, buys and tries. <laughs> do you
1: actually wear a cutoff flannel to lift?
0: Of course. <laughs> no, once, once in a while. Like I'm, during season on Fridays. H and I used to wear cutoff flannels and workouts together. H was my workout partner during the season. Wait,
1: really? So you, so your yeah. part, workout partner was a strength coach. Yep. You have to find a new holder, a new workout partner now. Like, <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. We'll see if we'll see if Josh wants to step up and, and get in the workout.
1: What? When you left Denver, what was that like? Because obviously, a lot of people know, you know, the circumstances
0: mm-hmm. around yeah, it was, Denver. And what was that like looking back now? Um, disappointing, more so in myself than anything. That just not be, not being uh, responsible enough, immature, and um, yeah, definitely made some mistakes. And but looking back now, you know, try to take a spin and think and make it a positive but since i've been in detroit the going on five six years i feel like i'm a different person i feel like well healthier happier i've got a beautiful wife and kids so that's the positive from it um but yeah i, I, I love being in detroit and playing for the lions i don't want to play anywhere else um, but yeah it's learning you know i'll try to learn as much as i can from it and not Definitely not repeat <laughs> past mistakes and all that stuff
1: did you how long did it take you to realize that now, because, like you said you've spun it positive you're married now you've got you know a couple of a couple more kids like how long mm-hmm. does it take you to really learn from that because that's a i mean that was a career changer for you
0: mm-hmm. yeah, um, I think if you don't learn from something like that uh, <laughs> you' get some other problems but <laughs> Um, no, I'm still still learning you know and every it's always um, like I say it's always gonna be a battle or whatnot but for me personally I just have to stay busy and that's why the family life and everything so good for me
1: when you say a battle what do you mean
0: not bad but you know sometimes with boredom and not having stuff to do it might make you think about doing things you normally wouldn't be doing or you know going maybe going to a bar or something you don't need I, I don't you know, so um, just little things like that. You're always going to think, you know, not, not always think about it, but I don't know for me personally, I just know that I don't need to be in those kind of situations. When you
1: got to Detroit, was that, was that easier to do or was that harder to do because it's a completely new atmosphere than what you had been in before?
0: I'd say probably easier just because it's a new, everything's new and, you know, you don't have your comfort places you could go. And, like, I don't know, I'm, I'm, I'm a creature of habit and routine. And so I just got, like, could get in routines and doing something, you know, nights of the week or different things that I just could stay in that routine. But now my routine is getting – trying to get kids to sleep and changing numbers and all that fun stuff. What was your
1: routine like when you got to Detroit? Like, when you first get here, like, what's that like?
0: Um, man. Um well the good thing is that when I was my rookie year I bounced around and you know got to meet a lot of <laughs> see a lot of new locker rooms and meet new guys. So that wasn't too big of a, a shock or um whatnot, but it's just getting to know all the guys. Um you know, you're kind of uncomfortable a little bit just because you don't know everybody. And I came like week five or six, so it was the middle of the season. Um so that was that was a little different and I hadn't been kicking a ton so I thought I thought after that first game in Minnesota it was gonna be one and done like all right thanks guys I went one for three <laughs> So I thought it was gonna be one game and they're gonna go a different direction but now it's going on five six years did you did you actually think that that was a yeah, possibility yeah for sure yeah. I definitely did like
1: so when you went home that night like were, like did you kind of talk to family or whoever and say, oh, my God, I think we might be gone again. Or it's a kid. Um, I, I don't
0: know. After the first Minnesota game on one for three, were you nervous I was going to get cut? Right away? We Well, my sister was in labor, so she was having a baby. So I was in Arizona worrying about that. So I really wasn't, I don't know. Do oh. you remember that? Yeah. That's, was why, being that's why I missed those kicks, because I was so concerned <laughs> over her health and safety. <laughs> Hold on. Matt, can you help me?
1: That that is a great cover five years later.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, that's, we were watching it at we actually were watching it at a little cafe in Arizona. Oh my god. And it was very windy. I remember it was really windy. It was yeah, good. it was out somewhere when their their dome uh, collapsed. Sorry, no. screaming. That's the that's the one. <laughs> the busy baby. Um, yeah, but god, that's when we were we were playing outside and I'll never forget it was the, um before the game, I met Mrs. Ford for the first time. They were talking to her. And then after going one for three, like, oh, man, she's not going to like me. <laughs> but, uh, no, it's, no, it's been a good run. Hope we'll keep it going.
1: How much did you kick in that, In that, you know, you were, this is the four-week suspension and then, like, the three days that, you know, before you ended up with the Lions? Like, were you still kicking every day at that point? Or – like you said, you kind of just shut it down.
0: Kind of kind of shut it down just because I couldn't – I didn't have uh, – I wouldn't say the access. I didn't have – you know, I couldn't really – it was tough to get out to fields and footballs and different things because I was busy throughout the day doing stuff I had to do. Right. But, um, yeah, so I was maybe kicking once a week or every other week once. Okay. Would just that, off- say that again? And just off the sticks, obviously without a snap and hold, so that was that was a bit of a challenge. Just going from not seeing a snap and hold in over a month to having a game a few days after getting my first snap and hold with a new snapper and holder.
1: Was that? And I apologize for not remembering this because I know you you talked about when you first got to Detroit, like that you went to rehab and all that. Was that when you went to rehab? Was in that four weeks? Yeah,
0: before then, it was during the suspension that I went to a place.
1: So so you, you did you negotiate with them being able to kick or literally like did you have to kind of like find ten minutes to, to do that then?
0: I had to find had to find the time and the schedule. Um the one thing we did have like um um a gap during the day you could go work out and they had to deal with this gym next door. So we'd go work out during that downtime. Um and then the days I would kick, I would just sneak out or get have like someone pick me up, like my parents or somebody would come take me to the field and take me right back <laughs> that we, we you know in those places too, you gotta get permission and all that stuff too
1: so so they pre- so they knew you were kind of like going away for an hour hour and a half mm-hmm. okay it wasn't it wasn't like you're like i'm gonna hop the fence with like my bag of balls and like right
0: <laughs> No.
1: <laughs> once you get comfortable in detroit like does it does it happen like that second week once you kind of get past that Minnesota game like and you're like okay I didn't get cut because the Lions you were there if I remember correctly their fourth no, their third or fourth kicker that year Mm
0: -hmm.
1: like do you get comfortable after that Minnesota game when it's clear they're going to stick with you like is that when you kind of breathe that sigh of relief and be like all right like no I think with it
0: when this business even at this point I don't breathe a sigh of relief like I, I i think that if i go in you know we get back for training camp if i'm spraying the ball they might they might want to you know bring somebody else in um that's i that's one thing with me too i never get super comfortable um just because you know i did no matter what there's going to be a game whether you know you're playing or not they're football's still going to happen and it's just try to stay and be a part of it
1: what's it like for you on a game day?
0: Um, man, with the one o'clock games, it all happens pretty quick. Get up pretty early, go eat breakfast, then head to the stadium. Um, I get there pretty early typically and like a whole routine, like nothing, nothing exciting. Not, not superstitious, but a lot sitting around. I like taking my time warming up for me, especially as I've gotten older. It takes me a little longer to warm up than it used to. So I like taking my time warming up um, and just getting a feel for everything.
1: You've mentioned you you know you mentioned earlier like that you like to prank. Do you ever pull pranks on game days, or is that like sacred? No. Okay. <laughs> uh, uh,
0: it's more so in training camp or during the season, little things. And you know, you know you don't you don't want to do any pranks too big where it could be a distraction too. It's got to be little like silly, goofy things. You know.
1: What's the best one you think you've had?
0: Um, I like the electric lighter. That's pretty good. <laughs> got coach patricia with it once too <laughs> really yeah, I, 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 hammond was a good one with the, the fake lighter
1: <laughs> wait how did you get did patricia i get you with it, it too i no, i i've learned to never whenever you give yeah. me something unless it's an xbox controller i learned <laughs> to not take
0: it uh, um. Um, <laughs> i just said i said hey this I don't, I don't smoke cigars and it looks like one of those little butane lighters. And I said, I don't smoke cigars. This company sent me all these lighters. Do you want one? He goes, Yeah, sure. So then he put it in his pocket and I said, Well, you got to make sure it works. <laughs> so then he, I think he did it and then didn't realize that he's like, What the heck? and tried it again. And he thought it was funny though. He's a good sport.
1: <laughs> when did but you do that to was, him?
0: What's that? Oh, that was probably uh, a year and a half ago, if not longer. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah.
1: Were you concerned like messing with him at all? Or like, did you kind of feel like, all right, I can, like, this is a good kind of litmus test for me here?
0: Uh, No, I I don't know. I just happened to be going around and trying to get as many people as I could with it. Then he happened to be the closest person. So I asked him if he wanted it. (laughs) Is there anyone that you get every time? Mm, I've got, I feel like I've gotten Jennifer Hammond a few times. Um yeah, usually usually I I try bringing back some of the same ones. I I don't know how many different shock lighters and, you know, different things I can come across. But I usually bring them back when all the rookies and um, guys from different teams come, come over because then they don't know what they are. And I usually bring it back and get one of those guys with it. Has anyone
1: actually gotten pissed at you about it?
0: No, no. Because, like, like I said, the things I do are just little you know, and yeah. goofy type things.
1: I did mention the Xbox controller. For those who don't know, you play Madden a fair amount.
0: I Not think. as much as I would like to.
1: Like, how did, did you always play Madden? Has that always been a thing for
0: you or? Um, just, I'm one of four boys. And um, right now I'm in a franchise with my older brother and youngest brother. that We're set pretty competitive, but we've just always like um, with my brothers and other friends, we've just, it's a game every year, you know what to expect. And it's, and it's fun. So we, and I, I guess it's as uh, competitive as I can get right now during all of this.
1: What, how competitive, like, what do you guys do? Like, because I think, you know, like I- I've talked about it on the podcast before. Like I have a fr- I'm in a franchise with like six or seven friends. Like, and we do the fantasy draft, the whole, we yep. re- redraft the whole league and we play like seven or eight seasons. Like what do you, what's y'all's like plan?
0: We, we do the fantasy draft and, uh, I have like my own strategy, how I draft, all that stuff. Um, and then we we all we play in the same division, so um there's only four of us in our franchise. And so you play everybody twice, and then if one of those guys makes the playoffs, they gotta see me again. So that's fine. My older brother's actually been uh winning more. He's got, I think, four Super Bowl trophies and I have three, and this year's a big one. <laughs>
1: How? What team do you – do? You are you, like, contractually obligated to use the Lions? I,
0: well, I always pick the Lions, except this time, this franchise, they wanted to pick – my older brother's obviously a Lions fan, but a Browns fan also. Yeah. And he uh, basically said, hey, let's just pick a division that nobody really likes or wants to pick a team. So I think we're the NFC West. I'm Seattle. He's the 49ers, so –
1: so, so did you ever pick the AFC West too? Like, would you? Did, does this go back to like Denver days too for you guys? Or
0: yeah, for sure. We used to, you know, it's funny. Um, back in Denver, and the uh, uh, like the the field maintenance, the crew, you know, they have their own building, and during camp and w- with Coach Fox, we had more downtime, and so they let me put a TV and an Xbox in there. So a couple of us used to go in there on breaks, and we'd just take over, play Madden, and hang out in there and then go back and on our breaks it was fun i'm assuming that that wouldn't fly now i don't th- i don't i don't think they would mind as long as you you know got your work done and were where you needed to be when you need to be because um, i think i think everybody needs a little downtime especially in camp just kind of get your mind off <clears throat> everything but yeah like uh no sean used to play he plays a ton he's he's good at Madden too is mm-hmm. he but was,
1: mm-hmm. was that the main guy you played with in Denver?
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, Sean, I used to play Xbox all the time online.
1: Like, how, who would win? Who, have, who got the better of who?
0: Like, in um, Madden, I feel like I was probably, like, 75 to 25, you yeah. know. But other – he's, he's – unbelie- he's like, when you say somebody's a gamer, he's a gamer. He can play – you pick a game, he's going to be good at it. Like, I – Messing with him one time, he he happened. I guess all oh, he had guitar here with the guitars. I'm like, dude, I'll smoke you. So he goes, puts it on expert and played it almost perfect, and I could only do like normal. So I said, all right, you got me on this one. <laughs> but just little like that, like he, he's always on there playing something.
1: Have you picked up anything else, not video game wise, but
0: just in general right. during quarantine, like hobbies or anything like that? Mm, nothing. Not not really. I, I honestly, with you know, I'm glad that our zoom, work zoom meetings and everything you've started up but um I think just for me I've just been staying pretty busy with the kids more so than anything like you see how many times they've come in and try to interrupt this in the 30 minutes or whatever we've been talking but um yeah just trying to work out and be in the best shape I can be um and hang with the kids and all that good stuff and we've been you know like obviously most of us have been stuck inside here so the weather's been cold but now it's warming up so we'll be outside today and um, yeah just staying busy and active with the kids.
1: what have the zoom meetings been like
0: um Just like they would be if we were in the facility um uh, basically just going over um like the philosophies and different things with the team what what what, what we want to be and what we 're trying to do moving forward and it's just basically hard work and committing to it
1: is it like does it get does patricia do all the talking or is it become like a little bit more convoluted because there's like 90 people or can you not control that and you only see Patricia's face? Like what's that?
0: It it changes up. It just depends on what type of meeting we've had special teams meetings. um, And like offense, defense meetings. I'm not in, um, but I'm sure Bev is running it and Corey. Um, But no, I think it's, it's cool too, just because on this too, you can hit the button to the gallery view and you can see everybody. And usually everybody gets on 10 minutes early just to kind of catch up and uh, talk a little bit so it's nice seeing a bunch of familiar faces on here and changing up your day a little bit.
1: What's it been like with the new special teams coordinator? Like how have you been able to develop much of a rapport with him because yeah. it's been all virtual or
0: mm-hmm. yeah we've um texted and talked a bunch and then the meetings obviously um seems awesome. I, I I'm a fan. I like him. I'm, I'm excited to work with him and for him. Um I, I think our special things could be great this year.
1: You're older than him, right?
0: Yeah, thanks for telling me. <laughs> thank God, thank, I was gonna say, thank God for Mule, or else I'd be the old, the elder statesman in the locker room. <laughs> what is that
1: weird having a coach that's younger than you?
0: A little bit, a little bit. It's definitely different, but you know, if you keep playing, it's gonna happen sooner or later.
1: Do you and <laughs> Do you and Mule joke about it now? Because, like you said, I mean, you guys are the two oldest ones in the locker room. I think there's what, probably four guys over 30, well, I guess if you add Jamie Collins now, five guys over 30, period, and like three of you guys are in the same like small area with you, Stafford, and and you like, is that, like, Do sometimes you guys look around and be like, what the, what?
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, just sometimes when, like, when we're doing like the conditioning tests or something, you know, sometimes I'll look over and there's you know, a bunch of professional football players and then me running the same conditioning test, that's what I'm like, that's that's maybe when I consider, like, what? why am I running next to these guys? Because <laughs> even in my prime, I couldn't run with them, so, but I was just part of the team doing what everyone else does, so
1: have you got i mean we always you always when we talk after games you're always kind of especially if you've missed a kick you're always like i think they're gonna cut me You even hinted at it like do you is that your way of coping with it or do you actually truly like believe that if you miss like one kick
0: um sometimes i believe it probably i believe it more so right after the game depending on how it goes but i don't know maybe it's a way of coping with it um I don't know maybe it's just one of my weird things I do. What
1: how, have, do people trash talk you? Like, do people trash talk kickers?
0: Once in a while, but it's that I, I, I don't even care. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering, like, because I mean, you're also 10 yards off the ball, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. um, sometimes if there's like, if the team calls a timeout or different things, they'll try, like, guys will try talking across the line, but you don't. You yeah, i'm so I'm so focused on you know trying to make the kick that I don't really notice it in the past sometimes sam <laughs> Sam would say, like, "Hey, do you know think I said to you and laugh about it, but <laughs> sometimes it's funny and i don't I don't get upset or care too much.
1: was there one funny one that stood out
0: i I'm having to wish I could think of that I probably have a dozen funny ones, but I can't think of any right now.
1: no worries like when so, for you, what's like the best moment you've had, you think, in your career? Was it tying the record? Was it something else? Was it making a team for the first time?
0: Um, man, there's been so many, but like one, um, like a bit, a pretty, like with Detroit, my, one of my proudest moments would probably be um, the Thanksgiving game against Minnesota a few years ago at home. Um, just because all my family was there, it's Thanksgiving. Um, we end up winning, and I get I get a chance at a field goal late in the game, so um, that was fun. And then getting to go down and got like a little uh, Phil Sims Award, which was cool. And then I got to bring—I didn't know I was going to have to do um, anything with press—and so I brought my son into the locker room, and then getting to take him up on the podium and answer questions was really cool.
1: What What's been the toughest moment of your career? You think when you look back at it? Uh, tough. Probably just
0: any any missed kick or just the suspension. You know that was big, big changing uh moment for, for me personally. Obviously, but um, just to try to learn from it and make the best of it. And um, yeah, it, it worked out. I'm in Detroit and still kicking and healthier, happier. So, um, they say it, it all happens for a reason. Um, but if I had a bad uh moment in my career, that's definitely the the worst of it
1: you look back at your do you look back now and be like how why who was i as a person like do you look back like that now
0: no because I, I the stuff the stuff i was doing was never like i never meant any harm <laughs> you know what i mean the only <laughs> harm that I've done was self-inflicted so it um yeah looking back is just kind of being naive and young and um yeah learn from it and don't repeat the same mistake
1: when you got to Detroit, like Katie was talking about, like that first game, she's not there because she's with her sister giving birth. Like, Drew, did you, did you like call her after the game and be like, so, like, what's that range of emotions like? Because that, I imagine that two weeks must have been just such up and down for you.
0: Right. We won the game. So I think that was what saved me, honestly, <laughs> is that we didn't lose by three or six points. Um, so we won the game. But, um, yeah, I was definitely a little down, like, like anyone would be. Um, called her i don't remember the conversation but i'm sure it was hey did you see the game i didn't do very well so <laughs> and at that point we were just living in a hotel we lived um in a hotel the uh, whole first season we were here
1: right really?
0: like and so double, what, double tree. you
1: lived in a double tree not even like the henry or something
0: oh uh, we lived the the henry was more expensive so i just went over to the double tree
1: you have like a two-bedroom deal or whatever like did you have a bigger
0: no it was it was uh it was, it was sweet it, it one bedroom, but it it was nice it was reasonable and it was it was perfect because i when I first came here, I signed a one year deal i didn't know what the plan was I uh, hoped to kind of bounce back have a good season, and then go from there um, so I just did the hotel and now we own a house and live here year round so i mean you you said it kind of at the top of the
1: podcast, but like you want to stay here. like you're in a contract year is the plan do you want to finish your career here? Like, do you want to even right. stay you're after at this point or?
0: Yeah, I honestly, with you know, with my wife and kids have kind of planted their own roots here. So I wouldn't want to move again um, for sure, but that's the, the business part of it. Hopefully I just, I just need to worry about my part and it's making kicks and doing the best I can to be a good teammate and, you know, come through and be dependable and consistent for the team and go from there. That stuff usually will work itself out. I don't stress or. Um, worry about that too much because it'll usually work itself out in the end.
1: Have you guys had conversations yet
0: about no, or anything like that? But not that I know of, so not. <laughs> I mean, well, yeah. I think you would know, <laughs> yeah, I think I would know, but no, not yet. And like I said, I'll just focus on trying to be in the best shape I can be when I get back and hopefully have a better year than last year.
1: And the last question I got for you is like, what's it gonna be like if you given it much like when, when you're actually gonna be able to get back? and do stuff again like what's the first thing you're going to do when we don't have to be in houses anymore or like
0: you know all that the first thing i'm gonna do is probably go to five guys <laughs> 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 no I, um five guys sounds amazing but um honestly i would just look forward to just getting back to work being in the facility and um all that good stuff being around the guys and getting a little change of and not take it for granted. You kind of take normal daily life for, for granted. Then with this, it kind of puts things in perspective.
1: Hey Matt, thanks for coming on the show, man. I really appreciate it.
0: All right. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. It's fun.
1: So just want to say thanks again to Matt Prater for coming on the podcast. Hopefully you took something Maybe you learned something about kicking. Maybe you learned something about his process. Maybe you learned something about him and his philosophy. Or maybe you just enjoyed hearing some of his stories throughout the show. Much appreciated for him coming on to the podcast. And we're going to keep trying to get high-quality guests for you. Obviously, the best way to do that is if you subscribe, if you download, you leave us a five-star review. We're very appreciative of that when you do it. I want to say thanks, as always. To the sponsors of this episode, Blue Wire, Regents Field, and Bet Online. Really appreciative of all of them. You can follow me on Facebook at Michael Rothstein Journalist on Twitter and Instagram at Mike Rothstein. And lastly, don't forget, mentioned it a lot, a 2 neighborsgivingfuelcom backslash COVID 19. They're working in Ann Arbor, trying to get food to local restaurants who then bring food to to frontline workers. So you're helping both restaurants and you're helping frontline workers if you go through them. It's a good service. I've delivered for them to hospitals a couple of times during this pandemic, and I can't say enough about them. So with that, be safe, stay healthy, try to enjoy the weather if you can, but stay inside as much as you can. And we'll talk with you again on Monday.